Hello, this is Rich Liebert, host of Veterans Talk Radio On Point at 89.9 FM with KGPR. We're at the 18th annual Veterans Stand Down at the Mercantile Building on the fairgrounds. And I finally caught up with Wally, good friend of mine and, and uh, dear comrade of Roger McConnell and uh, Billy Garberg of past, but that mission carries on. So what's the, the big features of the stand down this year, Wally? Well, our, we had an open ceremony at 10 o'clock, and we had two great speakers, I want to point out, Angela Jukula and Lawrence Rowan. Angela has been working on a project that is going to be flourishing come next Tuesday. It's going to be the first one in Montana for a female veterans home. And Lawrence, he was a veteran, 11-year uh, veteran from North Carolina, and now he lives up in Flaxville, Montana, and he went into the ag program, and he's a farmer up there now. So it's quite a story about him. He was homeless for a while, and he got into the ag program and got things going again. And now his life is is pretty dang secure. So, other than that, we've had we've probably had I'd say at least a hundred veterans already, or more. I haven't had a count yet, but but it's been pretty dang busy here. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have our uh, car show for the first time. See how that goes for the veterans and the public. So the public is welcome to come with their cars and family. And then there's going to be a band also here tomorrow from 1 to 4. So it's been a very busy five months putting this together. But once it's done, it's, it's quite an event. So I'll give you back to Rich. Thanks, Wally. And full disclosure, Wally McManigal. So 9th ID Infantry, right? You're right. 9th ID, uh, and our dear friend Roger McConnell started there, but then he went to the 11th ACR. And uh, we, we miss Roger and Billy dearly, but... There's so many volunteers that join your team to carry things on. I know uh, Toby is out there, right? Toby has joined the ranks. And uh, Dave Caps, right? Dave Caps, he, he signed me up for the VA, I remember. So I'll put him, I'll blame him. But uh, I think the car show is fantastic. I think that's a great addition. And who is that young man from up Flaxville? Flaxville, I mean, anybody, that's way up in the high line, isn't it? Yeah, Lawrence Rohn's his name. And yeah, that's, uh, I want to say it's south of Scobie. Rouse is north of Scobie, I don't know. But I said, man, you got some pretty quiet neighbors up there, I'm sure. And he says, yeah, about three a day come by. That's about all on the road. <laughs> so, and he says he likes it that way. But uh, I want to mention, Rich mentioned uh, Toby and Dave Capps. Uh, they took over Barb Podowski's job as, as the coordinators people and they've done a super job this year we've gained uh, uh, I think 10 more sponsors this year providers we call them and we've gained some new sponsors also probably about six or eight new sponsors too so so it's been a great year already so and we're already planning for next year so who, who might be a couple a few of the key new sponsors you might want to shout out for okay Acme Body Shop. Jay, thank you very much for coming aboard. Um, Newberry is a sponsor, new one. Um, the Block. Uh, the, the Elks is not new, but they always step up. Uh, I'm kind of a blank right now, but um, 
Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> well, that, that's a great list, and I'm sure more are joining up. So, who, who in, uh, who in particular or, organized the car show? I think that's kind of cool. They're going to have what all kinds of classic cars. Well, it was. We were discussing at one of our meetings, and I said, "Hey, guys and gals." To attract more veterans, a lot of veterans have a lot of old classic cars. I said, let's try and pull off a car show. So I'm with the Alter Classic Car Club also. And uh, they're a great group of people, a lot of veterans in there. And I presented that to them. Well, actually to Annette Terry. She's the president. And she said, that'd be great, Wally. So, so I talked it over with everybody. And and we and Tanya Jorgensen is our marketing rep. She's got that in all the radio stations and so forth. So I hope it turns out good tomorrow. Uh, if we get 50 cars, I'll be really happy. Well, that's tremendous. So do uh, you got a car in the race here? Well, if I can get it in tomorrow, I got a 69 Mustang Fastback. So if I, if I can talk my wife into driving in, I'll bring, I'll bring the Mustang. Uh, I'm here with Eric Peterson, one of our fellow KGP ho KGPR hosts. Uh, and I know, I know you're looking at me. What's your classic car you got, Eric? I've got a 63 Chevy Impala. Ooh, that's a sweet car. I remember my the first car my dad ever bought new was a 1964 Impala station wagon. <laughs> and it was like three on the tree, I remember. Does that sound right? Because he said, go out and start the car for me before you go to work. So that's, that's how I learned to drive a clutch. Also on farm and ranch, too. So Talking about 63s, I that, that's how I came out to Montana I, the second time. I had a 63 Chevy, three on the tree with a slant six in it, with a six owner. Wow, that's impressive. So any other final words of wisdom on stand down, Wally? Uh, yeah, um, this is our first day, and it's been a very good showing so far. So um, all you veterans out there and family members, uh, come on over and come over tomorrow also. We're open from 10 to three tomorrow for the stand down. But the car show is from one to four. So come on over and show up and we'll have a good meal here for you, plus some good benefits here also. Uh, next year, we're gonna, we've been, we gotta talk some things over with the staff, but there might be some changes next year also. And if anybody wants to volunteer to help stand down, how can they, be, they reach you and your team? They can reach me at 868-4764. And Toby and Dave, but I don't have their numbers right off the top of my head. <laughs> That'll do. That's 868-4764, right? Just want to repeat that. And we'll have more information throughout the year on Stand Down and all the other things we do for veterans in the community. And it's really, really wonderful to have Grace Haven. And you got, I see you got yeah. another word of wisdom here. Well, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. We're both thinking the same thing. The Grace Haven, Angela Jukla is the main coordinator there, and she's done a she's been a veteran advocate for about four years. We've known her, and she's really put that together quick, and it's going to be a great addition to Vets for Vets <coughs> and every, all the other organizations that help her out. Thank you. And uh, we're here with Wally McManigal, project manager, and and carrying on the mission for Roger and Billy and all the others who've passed on uh, for another stand down. And thanks for all you're doing here, Wally, and the Toby and Dave and everybody else. You got one final word or? 
we can always use new members, so come on and join us. It's a great deal to do. Well said, and we'll leave on that note. Thank you, Wally. Thank you. This is Rich Liebert, host of On Point Veterans Talk Radio, U.S. Army Retired. I'm here at the 18th Annual Stand Down at the Mercantile Building at the Fairgrounds. And this is all arranged by Vets for Vets, and we're sitting with the American Legion Post 3, and here's one of the members volunteering at the table for all the veterans, Larry Otis, right? Yes, yes. And what are you doing here specifically for the veterans, Larry? We are giving the veterans a chance to uh, sign up for the American Legion. That's great. So I'm also in Post 3, but I've been, I've been tardy because I do so many other veterans things, but I see you're sitting here with uh, Post 341 also? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. 341st is, uh, is, is recruiting the same as I am. That's great. So, and, and where do you meet and how often do you meet with Post 3? We meet on the third, on Monday of every month at the Elks Lodge. That's great. So, I see you're a Navy veteran. So, what did you do in the Navy? I was a sonar technician on a guided missile destroyer homeported out of Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, wow, what was the name of the ship? The USS Sims. Sims was the, uh, the, probably the leading Confederate admiral during the Civil War. And his great-grandson is now, a, a, or was a general, or an admiral in the Navy when I was in the Navy. And he was in charge of other destroyers at the same time at that time. So you were what, in the Atlantic fleet, or would you go to the Med, or just Atlantic? I've made three Med trips, I've made two North Atlantic trips, and I've spent an enormous amount of time down in the Caribbean. But I've been all up and down the East Coast. Uh, that's fascinating. So were you out there in the days when we were shadowing all the, the Russian and Soviet equipment? Yes, when we, had, uh, when we were with the Sixth Fleet in the Mediterranean, we had a Russian trawler following us around. Well, so they were following us. That, following you, okay. Following us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So did you go to Great Lakes Training Center when you started? Yes, I did. And I was in a special unit there. I played in the band. In the band? In the band. I, uh, it was a special unit, very, very selective. Well, how'd you go from the band to be a sonar tech? Um, you had to get serious about what you were doing. It was during the Vietnam War, and just about everybody that was in our company was going to Vietnam. I was very lucky not to be assigned to Vietnam. Uh, and, well, that's the way it was. Uh, uh, it, I was lucky not to have been, uh, had to have gone to Vietnam. So how long have you been with the American Legion Post 3 or, or other Legion posts in your time and when did you first get into the Legion? I got into the Legion in about 2000. I've been there about 23 years that I've been in with the American Legion, but I wasn't real active all that time. Right. So what prompted you to join the Legion in 2000 when you were in the Vietnam era? It's just like something, I better do something to get involved with veterans again or? Uh, yes, I, uh, I joined the American Legion to be involved in, in con uh, uh, keep serving in my country. That was the that was the main thing about it. Um, I was one of only one. Uh, we we had a meeting that where there was probably two dozen people that were being recruited, and I'm the only one that that they recruited. 
<laughs> well, one, one mighty person can do a lot, I, I can say that. So what are the things that's, how long have you been doing stand down and what stands out at the stand down to you? I think I've been doing it just about from when it started. Um, uh, I, I did also at one time, I was the commander for District 8, which is uh, an, uh, an American Legion executive office. That's great. You, you remember any? Uh, you remember Sam Pappas at all? Yes, I remember him. Uh, he was in it, but I, when he was getting, when he was about to quit, or when he died, I was uh, just getting started at that time. Well, Sam would be passing the torch. Sam was a dear friend of mine, fellow. He was Sergeant Major. He was with with me in the Montana Veterans Memorial. Very, very professional. Very focused on what we had to do to get the, the Veterans Memorial established. And he, he, didn't, he didn't take no uh, baloney, I'll tell you that. Yes, that's true. He, did. he didn't. He was straight, straight to the mission. So any other final thoughts on what you're doing here at American Legion Post 3, Great Falls? Uh, yeah, we, uh, what we're doing here is kind of trying to recruit other uh, 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 members from the veterans. You, uh, to be in the American Legion, you have to have been honorably discharged from the, from the service and had served after World War II. If you had served before World War II started, you would still not be eligible to be in the American Legion, but after World War II, then you are. Uh, I think we, I think those, the, the, the greatest generation, most of them passed on, so we just want to keep getting the younger folks and in the ranks here. So we appreciate your recruiting here, Larry, and we're here with Larry Otis, American Legion Post 3. Any final words, Larry? Yes, uh, in, the, in Montana here, we have 10,700 American Legion members in Montana. There is over, there's something like 12,000 posts in the United States or around the world uh, with the American Legion. Uh, we have 122 posts here in Montana. A post has to consist of at least uh, uh, 15 people, and all of these small towns have an American Legion post. We have one post here in Montana that was formed in Calgary because during the Vietnam War, uh, Americans were going to Canada to avoid the draft. We also had Canadians coming down here to fight for their freedom, uh, and so they joined the United States service to uh, serve their time. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that is uh, how uh, Canadians and Americans have worked together. They did that the first special service force in Fort Harrison. I don't know if everybody heard of the Devil's Brigade. You know, there was a movie about that, but it's a true story also. So, Thank you, Larry. We appreciate all you do for American Legion Post 3. This is Rich Lieber with On Point Veterans Talk Radio. Thank you. This is Rich Lieber, host of On Point Veterans Talk Radio on 89.9. KGPR FM, your local public radio station, and I'm here with a post 341. And give me your name, please. Kim K. Carol McCarty Martin. Thank you, Kim. Are you the adjutant? I'm the adjutant for post 341. Yes, I am. Yes, sir. And uh, what are your duties at uh, post 341? Uh, I get to do all the paperwork uh, and keep track of all the membership and give out uh, membership cards to those that uh, join the American Legion Post. And, and do you have a, a fellow uh, 341 Post member who is a tanker? J uh, David Riddle, yes. 
well, his side story. I know him when, when 341 visited me when I was at the, the uh, Grace, no, no, the Ivy, which was the Missouri River Manor. I know you folks visit there and, and meet the old veterans and stuff and uh, make them welcome or, you know, try to ease their burdens, right? Yeah, we used to have coffee with the vets before COVID, and we would go once a month and visit all the veterans and bring them treats. And then for Christmas, we make sure that they each have a Christmas present. That's great. So you still do that mission now that the pandemic's kind of behind us? Uh, we're trying to get a hold of the new uh, activities director. Um, we were supposed to start last month to do the coffee with the vets again, but uh, we haven't heard back yet. And with COVID increasing, we're not sure if they're going to let us back in. Well, they got to let you back in. My answer, she's an Air Force veteran, 91 years old. <laughs> and, and your team was great when they came. I was there like five years ago before the pandemic. So any, any other thoughts about what you're doing at Post 341? Any new initiatives or projects? Um, we started helping out with uh, the Angels and Camel. We usually try to take a family and help them for Christmas, usually about three or four kids that are involved in that family. We also do um, cut down Christmas trees from Monarch for needy families. And we've also now sponsored two baseball teams with American Legion Boys Baseball. And so how can people contact Post 341, a website, phone number, or name? Um, they can contact the post by calling me at area code 701-260-2833, and I answer my phone just about every time. Okay. Can you repeat it again? Just give us your name one more time when Kim they want, they want to call you and meet Kim, right? Right. Kim K. McCarty Martin at 701-260-2833. Well, thank you, Kim. Thanks for all the f folks that work in the Legion Post 3, 341. You're all great. So. And it makes me a little bit more, I guess, uh, self-conscious because I'm a legion there too and I, I don't get out enough, but I'm, I'm out here to help pass on your mission. So thank you. This is Rich Lieber with On Point Veterans Talk Radio. This is Rich Lieber, host of On Point Veterans Talk Radio, Army retired and broadcasting for 89.9 FM KGPR, local public radio for On Point Veterans Talk Radio. And we're here at the 18th annual stand down at the Mercantile Building at the fairgrounds and I'm here with Monique Holt. Hi, it's Monique Holt from Malmstrom Military and Family Readiness. And what's your rank? Master Sergeant. All right, I, I always got to get used to Air Force ranks. I'm just an old colonel. I'm, I'm not that swift anymore. So I, I, is this the first time uh, this table's been here at the stand down? No, sir, we've been here about the last 15 years. Wow, I'm, I just, I'm not paying attention. So what, what's your mission here to help uh, the force and the Air Force and Department of Defense? So we provide services to the veterans, active duty, and their dependents on any financial assistance, employment assistance. We'll help build resumes and help them um, find employment opportunities. And we also help, our main mission is to, trans, um, to transition our active duty out of the force. That's great. You work with the retention people too. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, tell, tell them, tell them we need you, we need you for fill out your twenty, and then then you can go see you, right? Yes, we'll take everyone that's here back to the force. <laughs> right. So, obviously, you're. I'm looking at all this great material on the table, and well, I, I retired out of the Army Reserve, so I, I already had a job farming and ranching. But, but I'm sure your your help is it unique. 
with the with the effect of the pandemic, has that had a different effect on people leaving the service? Yes, we had. Um, there's a big gap right now between the COVID and now that we're trying to backfill with everyone that left the service during the COVID. So, yeah, we're trying to get all those forces back. That's great. So, how did you come into the service? I came in 18 years ago from Miami, Florida, and I had to get out of there. It wasn't good for me. So. I came here to Montana eight years ago, and I plan on retiring here and staying here. Eight years, you're homesteading, huh? Yeah, I consider myself resident, but I love it here. My kids were born here. Well, that's great. Well, you can't do better than have your children born in the great state of Montana, so I can see. Well, I'm, well, you got the inside track, so when you finally retire, you got it all set up, right? It's all set up, yes, sir. So you've got the perfect plan, right? I do. Hopefully, you get a civilian job back on base. Yeah, well, that sounds, that sounds like a lot of people, <laughs> my, my neighbors and stuff in the garden and, and active folks as well. So any, any final words of wisdom to, the, uh, to veterans or other military listening to this broadcast? I would just like to thank everyone for their service, especially their dependents and spouses who've also served alongside them. And I love seeing one out here today. Okay, so just give us your name and rank one more time. This is Master Sergeant Monique Holtz from Malmstrom. That's wonderful. This is Rich Lieber with On Point Veterans Talk Radio, and thanks, United States Air Force. And by the way, my aunt was a 91-year-old Air Force veteran. She came to Malmstrom in the early 50s, one of the first women out there in, in, in the, that time. So I'm, I'm dedicating this interview to her. This is Rich Lieber, host of On Point Veterans Talk Radio at KGPR 89.9 FM in Great Falls, serving North Central Montana, your local voice. I'm here at the 18th annual stand down at the Mercantile Building at the fairgrounds in Cascade County. And I'm here with Jeff Bicecker. You can say it better than me, Jeff. Bicecker, Jeff Bicecker. And what's your mission here? Uh, we work with Opportunities Incorporated here in Great Falls and we help in a variety of ways. We, uh, with housing help, energy assistance, employment and training, um, energy or emergency services. Um, we work with youth. Uh, we have a head start here in town, so we work with children also. So. so you're a veteran yourself? I am a veteran. Yes. I was. I served uh, from '89 to '93. I was part of the Iraq War, uh, Desert Storm. What, what what branch and what what MOS? Uh, I was Air Force and Security Police. Oh, I, I call. I'm an Army guy. To me, that's Air Force Infantry, right? <laughs> Basically, yes. So train you in small arms. They train you in the saw. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> the saw is the uh, like, like, the light light machine gun, 5.56 oh, yeah. millimeter. Yes. Oh yeah. It's not the M60 or the M240. The M60 is the big pig. So. Yeah. I I was trained in the M60 also, an M16. So. So how long has Opportunities Incorporated been out at the stand down? Uh, we've been here probably every year. Um, I've been with Opportunities for eight years, so I know we've been part of it for that, for the last eight years. Um, we've been in town for over 50 years. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm well familiar with it. You do a fine job helping the community, but I'm, I'm, it's interesting what you can offer the, the veterans, and also family members too, of veterans too, right? Oh yes, we have a, um, with energy assistance, helping with heating bills during the winter, um, emergency services, uh, rent help, uh, car help. Um, we offer workshops for career planning, financial assistance, uh, financial literacy, and things like that. So, so does your veterans back 
background give you any special perspective here? Uh, just understanding probably where they're coming from a little bit, you know, getting out of the service maybe, or um, maybe some possible some difficulties they might have, so working with them, so. Yeah, I see you're, you got a sticker on your shirt that says Grace Haven, what's that? That's another, <laughs> I don't know a lot about it, it's a home, okay. sure know more about it. All right, I'll ask you, so I'm Rich Liebert, and what's your name? My name's Melissa Jard. And uh, could you spell that, please? G-I-A-R-D. Okay, and you work with Opportunities also? I do, yep. So what do you know about Grace Haven? I've been wandering around today, and I see people with Grace Haven stickers, and I think it looks awesome. There's got to be a purpose behind it, right? There is a purpose. Grace Haven is part of St. Vincent de Paul, and it's going to be the um, women's version of the Grace Home. So Grace Home is for homeless male veterans that are seeking housing. Grace Haven is going to be for veteran women and families uh, that are in need of housing. So that will give them temporary shelter um, until they can find a permanent home. So as Opportunities Incorporated, we are a partner of St. Vincent de Paul, so we will help uh, support them in filling those units. That's great. Then you must know Deb Cattell, right? Yes, we sure do. Yep. Deb's an old friend of mine. I, I saw her on TV a couple weeks ago talking about this. So how many how many uh, female veterans and children can they accommodate? I'm curious. That maybe is a better question for them, but I feel like she said maybe eight. Eight families, I believe. So you, th you think there's definitely a need for this? Oh, yes. Housing in general is a very big need in our community. Right, and especially for veterans. I mean, it's just kind of ironic and, and just so tragic that we have so many homeless veterans in the United States, you know, across the nation. Absolutely. It's, I, I feel like that's one of the hardest populations to see homeless is those that have served our country and now they struggle so much, you know. And it's ironic. I've seen it in my time. I was in the National Guard, New York, Queens, and Jamaica. I just see homeless people around the armories. Just so ironic and tragic. So you have any connection with veterans yourself? Uh, I come from a very long line of uh, men who have served, yes. Yeah, like for who, for example? Brothers or aunts, uncles? parents? All of them. My brother is a current in the army. Um, he's done, I don't know, he's done a lot. He's been in uh, Afghanistan. He's gone to South Korea. He's gone somewhere where there's monks. He's gone all over the place. And my dad was a Marine. He was also in Desert Storm. Uh, my grandfather was in the army and my great grandfather was in the army and he was a Purple Heart recipient. Well, that makes it especially fitting that you're here to serve at Veterans at the Stand now. So, uh, your name Molly, right? Melissa. Melissa. My, 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 I thought it was Molly. I, I got hearing aids in. I, I got bad ears from the Army service. So um, we're talking with Melissa. Yep. Any final words? Uh, we are very happy to be here and happy to support veterans in our community. Okay, I'll turn this over to Jeff. Any final words, Jeff? Uh, we're just excited to be here and uh, excited to serve our veterans here in, in our community. So, and proud of what they've done for our country. So. Okay, and we're proud that you're here. Again, at Stand Down, this is Rich Liebert, host of Veterans On Point Talk Radio at the Opportunities Incorporated table serving our veterans. Thank you. This is Rich Liebert, host of On Point Veterans Talk Radio here at 89.9 FM. KGPR, your local voice in Great Falls. And I'm at the 18th annual Stand Down for Veterans at the Mercantile Building on the fairgrounds of Cascade County. And we're finally going to find out what Grace Haven is all about. And I'm here with Angela. 
So Angela, give us your full name and what you do with Gracehaven. Hi, my name is Angela Jukala, and for, I work with St. Vincent de Paul as the Director of Health Initiatives, and part of that is I'm going to be the Director of Grace Haven, which is our new transitional home for unhoused female veterans and children. That's fantastic, and I, I saw Deb Cattell on TV a few weeks ago, so, and she was just I guess, giving us a tease about what's going on, So, but you can give us all the mechanics and how many females and families they can serve. Yes, so uh, we've been approved for eight uh, female veterans to move in, and so when I say eight, we call them eight units. So what eight unit means is it means each female veteran is going to be a unit, but she may have children. She may have two or three children, so we could have up to 20, 24 people there uh, when it's all said and done. However, we have to have a fire suppression system put in, so we are hoping to, hoping to have our grand opening November 11th, and that will be, we'll be admitting four women into uh, Grace Haven uh, to start with, and then rapidly expanding that to include eight women and their children. So the D-Day is gonna be 11 November, and you're gonna take in four female veterans, right? Yes, we're gonna, that's our grand opening now. We may be able to get some women in a little bit before then, but we're going ahead and officially saying this is our grand opening, and yes, we will be housing four of our unhoused female veterans by that date. What time is the grand opening? That's a Saturday, 11 November. What time is it going to be at? You know, we have not set the time yet, but I am sure that we will set it at a time that's going to be great for the community. Well, remember, all ceremonies are 11 o'clock on the 11th day of the 11th month. Like, but so, so don't have it at 11, otherwise, because any other time after that, you'll get a better uh, reception because people will be at Veterans Day ceremonies 11, 11 a.m. in the morning. Oh, that's, that's absolutely true. So I would think that probably the best thing to do would be mid-afternoon, but I'm, I'm going to have to talk to other people because we also have so many important events that evening. All right, because I want to be there, and I'm, all my fellow veterans, Eric here too, uh, with KGPR, we want to cover this, and, and, and it's, it's, this is a tremendous opportunity. Uh, I remember when Grace Holmes started with my friend Roger McConnell. was key to get that done, and I know Deb could tell over the years Roger passed away gosh, like seven years ago, but his, but he would certainly be very thrilled and happy with what you're doing with Gracehaven. Well, thank you, and we are, again, just so proud to be able to do this in the community. Uh, so many things have just fallen together to make this happen. We know it's one of those things that was just meant to be. Uh, so excited, and the support in the community has been phenomenal. We've had a lot of the, uh, I'm going to say, corporate sponsorship has reached out, very interested in what, as well. We're just so excited about the, what this may be for our community and also for Montana because we are going to be the only facility in our region and in our state that takes both unhoused female veterans, dependent children, and service animals, and we are creating the environment with that intention. Well, that, that's tremendous. So how do you go about screening and the fact that you're bringing children? That's got to be a unique challenge, isn't it? There, there are some challenges, and we're still exploring that, and we're looking for, toward our community partners who are already doing work similar work we're also partnering you know, for example I've been in contact with Final Salute who is an organization that has been doing what we're planning to do at Grace Haven they've been doing it in Georgia for about 10 years so we're planning to learn from what they have learned and there's they've been so gracious in helping us and partnering as well that's great it's, it's an old saying it, it's good to learn good to learn from your own mistakes but it's better to learn from others so that, that's great that you're reaching out to the, those folks there so um, so how did you get involved with all this? 
so uh, I came to Montana about four and a half, not about four and a half years ago with Montana State University out of Bozeman, a professor in nursing. Uh, and when I came here, I started working with the veterans. One of the first things that I did was I was kind of sitting in the lunchroom and we were talking about a scenario to teach nurses about PTSD. And I said, well, you know, I've got some time on my hands. I think we could do something really innovative and meaningful for Montana. So I reached out to the Vet Center, and I don't know if you're familiar with Brooke Corey, but I started working with Brooke, and I started working with Rich. And what we did was we developed a nursing education simulation to prepare nursing, our nurses in Mon rural Montana to care for veterans who are having a, an acute crisis, acute psychiatric crisis. So we said PTSD was suicidal ideation. We walked the nurse students through that. It was great. Students loved it. We loved it. Took it back to the vet center. They loved it. And they said, you know, we really need another one, military sexual trauma. And so we did another scenario to prepare our nurses to care for individuals who experience military sexual trauma. And it's through those connections that I just continued to become more and more involved uh, in the veteran community. Well, we're going to have to have a, a longer and deeper conversation about that in, in the studio on my show at the Great Falls College campus. That's where we have our studio, and I've had many people, Joe Parsetich, I've had other veterans coordinators, people across the service community as well. So we invite you to sit down for a longer interview, and like a half-hour interview, and we can share more of what you've been doing in the past. So any other final words of inspiration about Grace Haven? Uh, just, again, I'm so grateful to be in this community. We have such strong support for our veterans. It's, it's truly humbling to be able to be a part of this, and I'm just so, again, so grateful and so thankful to everybody who is uh, helping this mission move forward. So how can people contact you if they know somebody in their family, a fe homeless female veteran with children, or what's the best way to, for them to reach out and get this help? So they can certainly reach out to St. Vincent de Paul, and they'll put them in contact. We also get referrals from the Vet Center, from VOA. Another tenant of uh, Grace Haven is going to be that we are closely connected with the agencies that are serving veterans so that we can be aware and we can be responsive to the needs of the community. And I know St. Vincent de Paul, they'll get the job done. Everybody in the community kind of know what's at St. Vincent de Paul. If they go to somebody, they'll, they'll get referred to Deb Cattell and her team and all you that are in this, in this mission. So you're totally dedicated on Grace Haven, right? Yes, I'm 100% I'm there for Grace Haven. And as we get up and running, you know, we will have, and there are ways to direct contact. We just don't have everything in place yet. So I'm hesitant to tell somebody to try to contact Grace Haven. But you can definitely reach us in the interim through St. Vincent de Paul. When we have our phone number and everything installed up at Grace Haven, we'll reach out and make sure that everybody has that information. Okay, wonderful, Angela. And we're going to have you on the air in the studio at the KGPR so we can talk a lot more about this and maybe even after uh, Grace Haven gets uh, initiated and so forth. So we thank you for everything you're doing here. This is a tremendous mission. That's all I can say. This is Rich Lieber with On Point Veterans Talk Radio. Thank you, everybody.